Did you know you can get email alerts about every new episode of this podcast? Sign up for free. Just click the link in the show description. We think that Uber and Lyft are the 1.0 models for crowdsourcing compared to where what we are doing and what we'll continue to do is the 2 or 3.0 model where you now not only have to bring a crowd of people, but you have to bring the right skilled crowd of people. This is Kotecki on Tech. I am James Kotecki here with Ashish Gupta, the CEO of Bug Crowd. Welcome to the show. Hello, James. Thanks for having me on. So when we're talking about bugs, we're talking about software bugs. And what your company does, as I understand it, is you connect other companies with ethical hackers. In other words, like crowdsourced bug finding. And that explains your name. Yeah, and we do this uh, specifically in the security space. So as you might imagine, everything is going towards software and hardware and keeping those things secure is important. And that's exactly where our ethical hackers or who we call researchers come in and provide uh, vulnerability assessments and uh, specific vulnerabilities that we then rate and allow customers to prioritize and fix. And for someone who's not as familiar with software development, what's the reason that bugs exist? Maybe that's a bit of an existential question, but is it just that it's so complicated that even during a rigorous testing process, there's no way to find all the different possible ways that software can interact with anything else that it might possibly interact with? And so there's always going to be another vulnerability, another bug to find. Yeah. Being an engineer by training, I'm from the camp of the makers, right? And uh, makers are those that build software, and then there's the breakers, which are the researchers and hackers who go in and find vulnerabilities in that software. From the maker perspective, you want to get the product out to market as fast as possible. And it's always the case that uh, this time to market is in conflict with uh, building secure software. The landscape has changed uh, fairly uh, consistently in the last five to ten years that security has become a first-class citizen, but the training has not kept up for the engineering maker side of the business. So to be clear, you're connecting researchers, ethical hackers, who are not employees of Bug Crowd, right? These are just people out in the world who use their platform, who want to get a, a, a gig, for lack of a better word, I don't know what you call it, an engagement with a company to do this kind of research, and then you're connecting them with companies that need it, right? So these are all, it's kind of like a like an Uber or Lyft or any other kind of platform that connects uh, resources with needs with companies. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. Today, the world is requiring a lot more skilled uh, laborers or freelancers or contractors. Knowing what kind of skills our researchers have, that's really important. And then on top of all of this, there's the trust equation. Have we created a uh, understanding of what the trust level is, either through background checks, ID verification, or just the way the researchers have worked with us on different programs. All these things come together to deliver the right researcher to our specific customer's use case and thereby finding the best vulnerabilities for our customers. In your business, you talk about background checks and, and needing to have those kind of measures in place. But I imagine that with some folks, there's white hat, there's black hat, and there's probably a gray hat area, right? And I imagine that the temptations for some are quite high to switch teams at different times. Uh, is that a potential threat to what people should be looking out for? 
I'll just give a quick story of a 13-year-old boy, uh, you know, uh, actually was the son of or is the son of an EA of one of our VCs. And what he found was uh, a vulnerability in his lunch line system where he was able to break into the lunch line computer and buy lunches for his friend. Hmm. And now you think about this and you say, this is a pretty important point uh, of time for this 13-year-old where they're finding it easy to make... uh, uh, somebody happy, in this case their friends, by d- using their breaker skills. And what we found was that if we could catch this person at that point and show the power of his skills in this case to do the good things that he could be doing, we could save him from going down a path or a path on the wrong side of morality, if you will, and help him use those skills to do good. This kid has continued to do some really great uh, research uh, for his friends, his customers, our customers, and also other people, and is really using those skills effectively. And that sense of purpose has allowed this kid to even investigate and uh, learn new techniques to make himself that much better. Let's dive into this idea of purpose a little bit more. How do you build a company based around purpose when the people who are doing the core work of the company, the researchers in this case, don't actually operate as full-time employees, but rather as contractors who can come and go in and out of your system as they please. We've built a platform that not only identifies the researchers, but then brings them to the specific program for our customers. And then based on what they find in our bug bounty programs, uh, our researchers get paid uh, incentives. So we've created a gamification model. So we've got a pretty large team of uh, full-time employees within the company that deliver that platform and do all the triage and validation work. And on top of that, we've got this amazing crowd uh, of uh, researchers that uh, come and do their creative thinking and deliver these vulnerabilities. So it's really important to think about uh, this from both angles, right? The supply side and the demand side. Supply side being the researchers, demand side being the customers. But what's important in there is this whole idea of purpose. Because today's in today's world, people are not just working for uh, what would be called the extrinsic reasons of uh, work, maybe pay, some recognition, but they're also looking for these intrinsic motivations. Intrinsic motivations being those in which there's something really important to them and they take the time to make that even better in the world. And the whole fact that we are making the digitally connected world safer has made it that much more important to give purpose not only to our researchers, but to our internal team as well. And that's the reason we have built this culture where folks can work together, be as creative as they want to be, do it in a safe environment, and then also help people all around them so the entire ecosystem wins. You mentioned gamification, and it's an interesting idea. How does gamification actually manifest itself in your case? What's the experience of I'm opening up my browser? Is it a bunch of bright colors and I'm getting scores popping up when I find a bug? Or how does the gamification element actually come through for what you're doing? Yeah, we actually have a saying out here for our researchers is that we want to make bug crowd home, right, for our researchers. And what that means is that exactly what you said When they open their browser, they get a leaderboard. They know where they are on the leaderboard. They find out what are the programs that are currently available for them to come and uh, do some vulnerability assessments on and then how they're doing in comparison 
to others in the ecosystem, whether it be from a reputation point of view or a financial point of view. So uh, we are seeing that the whole idea of gamification when it comes to workforces of the future is the direction that most workforces are going to go into, uh, largely because now you've got a globalized economy that is very well connected, globalized uh, workforce that's very well connected. How do you bring the best of the best to provide you the kind of work that you need. You do that, in our case, by uh, saying that we'll create a game, a program for various researchers to come in and do assessments. And the first to find the vulnerability is the first one that will get paid on it and everything else will be duplicated out. Mm -hmm. So now you have an incentive model where if you find a vulnerability, you get paid or you get reputation points for it. You feel good about that. And on top of it, you're motivated to put that in as fast as you can with as much detail as you can so that the fixes can be made and the payment decisions can be delivered. So all this gamification stuff is great, but it isn't a replacement for people's need for healthcare or other benefits. I think what we're moving into now is some kind of fundamental mismatch between the way that the economy is designed and the way that it's evolving. So it was designed for this idea of everybody typically tries to get a full-time job and that job is going to provide you with health care and other benefits and a certain sense of stability and security. And that's how the economy is going to work. Obviously, it doesn't work like that now for your industry and many others. And so while gamification may make collaboration easier and more fun and more fruitful, how do you address the underlying challenge of another core thing that jobs do need to provide, which is not just a paycheck, but all those other things around it, the financial security. At the core to what uh, our crowd of security researchers do, 50% of our researchers are bug bounty hunting on top of their regular nine to five jobs. Hmm. Many cite that uh, bug hunting offers them the flexibility and time and financial uh, stability in addition to what they have. But most importantly, it allows them to do things that's really important to them and find things that makes them that much more happier. The world of freelancing and contractors continues to change, right? And now I think the change has happened around skills. In fact, we think that uh, Uber and Lyft are the 1.0 models for crowdsourcing compared to where what we are doing and what we'll continue to do is the 2 or 3.0 model where you now not only have to bring a crowd of people, but you have to bring the right skilled crowd of people. And you have to make them available so that you solve the last mile problem for customers. So if you think about uh, when Uber was started, they were solving the last mile problem to find a taxi when you're standing on the sidewalk, right? Yeah, that is the only time that the last mile problem can be taken literally. Uh, in the tech parlance, but yes. That's exactly right. And in our side, the last mile problem is that there are hundreds of thousands of uh, cybersecurity experts around the world. While there's going to be about 3.5 million unfilled jobs by 2021 in the cybersecurity world by itself. The reason these jobs are being unfilled or continue to stay unfilled is that you can't figure out how to get the right person to the right job. And that's why Bug Crowd exists, and we've been doing a pretty fantastic job of getting these skilled resources that add value to the person when and where they need it. And that's how our researchers are successful and our customers are successful. Shish, as we move to the close of our conversation, what's something 
that your company has figured out about organizing this kind of distributed, high-skilled workforce that you think other companies have yet to learn and are going to catch up to? So when you think about the workforce today, there's three things that constantly come up uh, as uh, important to the workforce. The first is they need to have a mission that they believe in, right? In our case, it's all around digitally connected world being safer, right? And then they want to work on something that they have an impact on. So whether it be vulnerability assessments to actually building the platform that connects the researchers to the customers or making sure the customer even understands the language of hackers, that impact is super important because it gives them conviction. And then finally, I think they want to be in an environment where they're constantly learning. This is also a reason we invest a lot in things like Bug Crowd University for our researchers and our customers to learn how to create secure code and then also find vulnerabilities in a way that uh, allow them to uh, address those faster than they could be compromised. So in terms of those three key areas being important, we feel that alignment around a mission is important, ensuring that we focus on all the stakeholders, which is especially important in our world of supply and demand, supply being the researchers, demand being the customer side. Uh, in fact, you know, it was uh, kind of funny. A researcher recently sent me a note uh, saying he was able to find vulnerabilities and buy a car based on the bounties he made on our platform. I happened to be a researcher in India, which is where I'm from. And I sent a note right back saying, hey, you know what? Next time I'm in India, I want to get a ride in that car and a cup of tea together. And it was like day one, day two goes by and I'm going, wow, I might have uh, said something he didn't want to hear. And the person comes back to me and says, sorry for the delay, sir. I had to ask my mother if I could give you a ride in the car that we just bought. <laughs> you see, I bought the car to enable her to get to work better because she's given everything to me to learn how to be a better computer scientist. Now, stories like that are amazing. We see these day in and day out. That gives us conviction on a day in and day out basis. But what also gives us conviction is that not only are we delivering our mission, but we are also having a massive socioeconomic impact in the world. And that's what keeps us motivated and that keeps our entire team going, whether it be our researchers, our employees, and to that end, even our customers. Well, no better way to end it than that. Ashish Gupta is the CEO of Bug Crowd. Thank you for being here on Koteki on Tech. Thank you, James. Really enjoyed the conversation and thank you for the opportunity to talk to you.